0: Now it's time for the rural news with Monique Steele, and Monique, Fonterra has announced its on-farm emission reduction target. Kia ora. Yes, the dairy giant wants a 30% intensity reduction in on-farm emissions by 2030. An intensity target means the focus is on reducing the amount of methane produced per kilogram of milk solids, not an overall reduction in on-farm emissions. The co-op expects to achieve this by using best farming practices, adopting new technologies, and by offsetting with existing and new vegetation. Greenpeace has hit out at the plan. Campaigner Christine Rose says it won't make any meaningful change.
1: This is more greenwashing as we've come to expect from the industry because it doesn't actually reduce emissions and relies on fanciful techno fixes which are unproven and a creative accounting of grasses and scattered trees across farms instead of really taking the action required to reduce emissions.
0: But Federated Farmer Dairy Chair Richard McIntyre says an intensity reduction target does make sense. Customers
2: um, overseas, when they're buying a block of cheese or a block of butter or a chocolate bar, they don't care so much about the absolute emissions that the farm had um, in producing it. They care about the emissions intensity. So, you know, how many emissions were, went into producing a chocolate bar or a block of cheese? So it makes complete sense from a market point of view. And also, it's going to land far better with farmers that it's intensity-based, because, look, farmers wake up every day and have done for generations trying to make their farms more efficient. And so this is just a continuation in that process. Farmers absolutely love efficiency. So it'll go, go really well in that respect. And, and I think they'll get far better buying than if they made it an absolute emissions reduction.
0: Mr McIntyre says farmers are not getting off lightly as it won't be an easy target to meet.
2: Yes, look, it certainly is potentially achievable. One of the biggest set sort of unknowns is the, um, the new technology. You know, we've been waiting for new technology to come out to help us, um, you know, in the form of feed additives or vaccines or, or whatever. And, um, you know, we're told it's not far away, but it's still not here. And so that's the unknown.
0: Richard McIntyre says Fonterra has set the target, so it's vital it works with its farmers to meet it. Fonterra was named New Zealand's biggest emitter this year again, according to data from the Environmental Protection Authority, and a new NZX report has shown the co-op produces 34% of the country's total greenhouse gas emissions. Hawke's Bay authorities say the $10 million top-up for silt and debris removal is only a drop in the bucket of what's needed. Tons of silt was strewn across the region during Cyclone Gabrielle, but work to remove it grinded to a halt last month when funding ran out. The caretaker government along with the incoming national government have agreed to fund another $10 million towards the silt and debris removal program. Silt Recovery Task Force lead Darren De Klerk says that will only cover about 16% of the work needed to be done. He says they have nearly 400 jobs on the books, but the new funding will only cover the top priority 30 jobs. Making operational changes has helped Naitahu's farming business weather a tough year. Naitahu Holdings farming arm made an operational surplus of $9.4 million in the year to June, up on $6 million. The year before 6.3. The iwi manages nearly 7,000 hectares of pastoral land in North Canterbury and has three high country stations at the head of Lake Wakatipu. Chief Executive Todd Moyle says with lower commodity prices and higher costs, the farms made more supplementary feed and reduced fertiliser use by about 10%.
3: It's a challenging time in that farming sector, particularly with uh, the inflation impacts that we're seeing on farm and, and uh, falling milk price. I think that turnaround was, uh, in one part, miraka hedging and ensuring that we, we locked in that top line, but also really offset by some really good operational improvements that have delivered milk and, and beef volumes at a, a level that was above previous years. So I think the combination of those two factors stood us in good stead.
0: That's Todd Moyle. The United States is paying less for beef imports as high volumes of Australasian beef enter the borders where there's already a good, strong domestic supply. Imported beef prices have come back by 14 to 19 cents a pound since the start of October as the U.S. cow kill starts to pick up. But Malcrode of AgriHQ says things should improve.
1: It does look like the U.S. beef supplies will stay reduced over the medium to longer term. Um, U.S. cow processing does remain high relative to the size of their depleted national herd and about 40% of the cattle on feedlots are heifers too which is the same ratio as last year and I guess both those factors just suggest that US farmers aren't rebuilding breeding numbers in any hurry. Uh, so medium to longer term that uh, that points to some positivity for beef prices back here in New Zealand but right at the moment. We're just starting to see that weakness filter into weekly schedules here for manufacturing style cuts, particularly bull, and we will start to see that ramp up a little bit just as our own suppliers start to pick up.
0: That's smell Crowed. Strawberry plant producers are feeling hopeful more warm weather in the Upper North Island will see plenty of strawberries around in time for Christmas. Heavy rain destroyed millions of strawberry plants earlier this year, prompting plant shortages industry-wide. But NZ Berry Fruit Propagators Chairman Peter McIntyre says fortunately a warm spring has prompted good growth and some are already starting to come into production.
3: The season's a little bit ahead of last year because of the weather. Obviously, we're a million or two plants down in the commercial side, but if, if the weather comes through, then I don't think we'll notice a, a large difference. The price may be a little bit elevated this season, but I don't think it's going to be exorbitant, and I think we'll have good quality and, and good volume right through the season.
0: By the time of Christmas, do you reckon there'll be that yeah, consumer I'll, end? There'll be enough?
3: $64 million question. Christmas is, is always hit and miss. You usually, tell in early December, when, when what's the, what the flowering's like on the plants, so... The day neutrals, which which in sort of a third of the production now is just going to be consistent, so we'll all has to have those and it's just the short day plants that that can come in and out at Christmas. So if flowering's normal and it goes through, then we should be fine. We should have strawberries. I mean they're always gonna be expensive because everyone wants strawberries for Christmas.
0: Peter McIntyre says strawberries don't like extreme heat, so supplies could be constrained if El Nino brings a very hot summer to the North Island. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai to